The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Thanks for listening and calling on this Bears Victory Monday. Thank you to Black and Abdallah, who will be on tonight for a another football night in Chicago, out and about with Miller Lite. Who we have? T.J. Edwards. They're going to be at Almost Home in Wrigleyville. So I love the name of that bar, Almost Home. It's perfect for Abdallah. It is. He lives right around the corner. He does. He's almost home. He will almost be home. So go see Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8 tonight. T.J. Edwards will join the guys at 7. I think T.J. is like third or fourth in the league in tackles I believe he leads the Bears. I think he is probably somewhere on the top five. Yes, it's time for Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie brought to you by Club Hawthorne and Celebrate. Oktoberfest all month long with Sam Adams. Buy a beer, get a free bet every Friday. See HawthorneBettingBars.com for details. The coaches show coming up in eight minutes. So we'll get out of here in a few, and you guys will talk Anything to Anything you want to know from the coach today? Uh, not really. No? Okay. No, he, he, Back to no, you, Carmen. I like what I He gave I like the update on Justin. Uh, the stuff um, about, like, Peterman being, like, I, I mean, come on. Like, why can't uh, the, the quarterback make the throw? My, uh, my favorite response to right. that whole thing was Bajan's. Hey, I got a cannon now. Yeah, he I does. Got, did you hear him say uh, that? I love it. Yes. The kid's got, got a, a personality and some presence. Some moxie. Yes. He does, he does have a Look, little. Look, he knows how moxie. to play the position. He just does. He, he knows how to play the quarterback position, whether it's a Division II Shepherd or it's here in the NFL. Yeah. What he's actually ultimately Tommy, capable, we'll find out over the course of time. But he knows how to play the position. Once you can play above the NFL minimum standard, you're an NFL player, yes. period. It doesn't matter where you yes. come. come from Timbuktu. It doesn't make that a difference. exactly right. You're here. But I've, Johnny, seen, the, I've seen guys come from Division One schools and flag out. It happens yes. all the well, time. Yes. You just so have the point to. is, once you're above the minimum standard, it doesn't care where you're from. Nobody cares where you came from. Absolutely. You're here. You've arrived. You're Listen, an NFL player. It is the one question that has to be asked. It's not asked with prejudice at all. Right. Can you handle the step up in class? And so far the answer yeah. to that question yes. is, is all good? Will he be elite? Can he take his game to the... I, I have no idea. Right. You we'll go from running that. in a uh, $20,000 yes. claiming race to uh, the graded one stakes. Exactly. We'll That's, watch. A jump. That's a jump and a half. Yeah. yeah. A little horse racing parlance, parlance there for you. You know what I friend. saw? I saw a team that did Thank not... You. Saw a team that didn't turn the football over and didn't and beat itself. Too. And and force some turnovers. Yeah, Jalen Johnson, welcome to the NFL, huh? Yeah. How about that? Welcome, welcome. We missed you the last couple of years. We missed you when you couldn't make an interception. Now you signing back. him? Now you signing? No. After two interceptions for what? Really? Well, he's a free agent. You need more good players, not and, less. And so you trading him? So what's you your plan? Trading him by Tuesday? What's your plan? How much I, you want to pay him? I don't know. How much you want to You guys going to do this dance again? You two going to do this dance again? I'm not arguing with him. I don't know the answer to that. I'm asking the question how much you want to do. You want to fight with me again? You're no, going. What are you having for dinner tonight? Last thing I, 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 I want to do. I got to think about it. I come to find out that Thayer agreed with me, too. That's wonderful. He did not agree with you, and neither did Courtney Cronin. You got that wrong. No, I listened to it. I listened to it with my own ears. I know what I heard. Bring it up on Friday. Who did Thayer agree with? Uh, he agreed with you to begin with, but then yes. he then he said I, he, I, he he played the he and then the he fence. pacified him. I know what he did. No, I, you know, I know I know what he did. He didn't want to make a commitment one way or the other, and he agreed with both sides. That's Tom Thayer. That's the epitome. Well, of he he. 
What are you saying about that? Wait, I'm wait, saying he's too nice. That's what he likes Tommy's to do. Too nice. Tommy's too nice. He doesn't want to offend you. He's too nice. Unless you show up late. If you show up late, then there will feel the wrath. If you don't get him good food, then he's really upset, too. Because he wants the good stuff. He doesn't want the cheap. Thanks for paying off the Viking Scott. We paid off his office. And Yurko brought some of the sandwiches in. Lincoln's. You paid off his office? I'm sorry. I had 11 sandwiches here today, too, guys, by the way. They were delicious. What was one called? The the grasshopper? Ah, the steel worker. That's right. Standing. And the little piggy and what the bunny. The uh, These are the name of sandwiches. Yeah, the, What's the, steel no, the bunny What's something the or another. It was like roast, roast beef, beef, shredded with lettuce, cheese, cheese, with cheese, and, and it swears uh, at you. Yeah. Mayo. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Swear at you. Awesome. Delicious. That's yeah. awesome. It was I, very had, good. I had a lot of sandwiches, but there were a lot of people in the office today. Oh, they went. So the sandwiches went. They went like hotcakes. Yeah. Are you talking about here too? Yeah. Today. Do you not? Whenever we buy sandwiches, we get them for you. Well, why? Why not for I had us? eleven sandwiches, guys? When, when Everybody that? came in and got them all the time. So Whenever we get a bari, we get it for you. The yeah. warmer, remember the warmer right there. That's you know, out there. Hey, pizza I man the over there. here. Yeah, I saw hey, pizza man, you're Wonderful. showing off again. Wonderful. On the Instagram, showing just you're him? showing off. Yeah. Hey, look at Why me. Can't you off? just make a meal? Yeah. And can't you Why? just make a meal and eat it? Why? Do you need to show them off? Yeah, Why? All, that, all this How, special look at me. Why is it that what Instagram is for? Look, look I'm better Car- than you. It's a he likes victory. to swing on his yeah. tire swing underneath his, his kid's play set. I mean, you like to make pizza and put it on that's the... Right. the Isn't uh, that what it's for? That's to what each Instagram's their own. for. To each their own. You know, yeah. Did we have a special what you need tire? To do, what you need to do is yeah, start I, I narrating. I it yesterday. Not just, not, yeah, not just kind of right underneath it. Narrate it. Well, like, <laughs> look at what I've done here. Well, look, yeah, at t- look at this. Look at this tasty like, pie. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing we have going. I'd love on to that. have Sylvie over for pizza. Yeah, well, he's I, Mr. Pizza Man. So I tell you this: the way he use, he makes his tomato sauce home, uh, it's fresh. beautiful. Look, he doesn't get it nowhere. I'm je- look, all I am is jealous. He said he crushes Je- what, what, what is uh, what is uh, Abdallah say? Jealous is jealousy. Stinky cologne. Is it stinky cologne? That's right. It is. That's true. That's all I am. I'm jealous. I am. You know. You can get. I can't do this. You could do it. I'm still waiting for the guys tonight. I got a microwave. That's what I got. We're still waiting for the guys tonight. I got a microwave and I got an Instagram. And then I go to Instagram and I look at this and there's Chef Boyardee over here. He said he was going to have a guys night. We go over on a Friday night. We play cards. Yeah, we will. You know what happened when I went over last time? Over what happened? Oh, his grill broke. His grill broke. Conveniently. Luckily, luckily, the Traeger folks helped me fix it. You know what we had to do? We had to order in. Yeah. 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 The one day I went over. Did you put that on Instagram? The meal that you ordered? The one day I went over. It just so happened. I went over one day. Yeah, but I've cooked for you. You've had food For the New Orleans game, what would you make me? That uh, Barracuda Tacos. Barracuda. Barbacoa. Oh, we had that. We, had this, we did yeah. the uh, yeah. the watch party at your house. That's right. Remember yeah. that? I did the tomahawk yeah. steaks for yeah. Sylvie and Danny once yeah. on, the grill, on the open grill. That's great. Listen, that's sure, when the boss steaks. comes, uh, boss comes over, good. it's tomahawk yeah. steaks. That's yeah. that's quite you a... You and me uh, come over, we get barracuda. Yeah. yeah. No, barbacoa. Barbacoa is Bar- delicious. Cheese, yeah. Yeah. Cheese curls. No, I love barbacoa. I'm going to make barbacoa soon. That sounds good. Yeah, barbacoa I told you. That's what I'm doing. When, when you do it, Carm, put it on Instagram. Carm, I made, by the way, we're hey. going to have uh, the coaches coming up. We go got, yeah, we got to get ready. We'll get out of hey, here. I made my ropa vieja. You're going to become a master of ropa Ooh. vieja. Do you, believe, do you believe that Matt Eberflus, back in his day when he was a linebacker at uh, Toledo, ever arm wrestled like a, a Bajan stat? No. No? I don't think so. Did you ever arm wrestle? 
No. I don't think many people yeah, are. Did you know, screwing around with guys? Yeah, but never, That's what I'm never like at the bars. Did you ever uh, I arm never wrestle? went to Petaluma, California, where they hold the arm wrestling championships. Me, I don't know if you're familiar way. with that. Yeah. Petaluma. You, you have tried the stranger California. in the past, though. Like, oh, yeah. Arm wrestling have... championships, man. That's where the big forearm guys hang out in Petaluma. Big-ass yeah. forearm. So no, you think, I, I think Steve Garvey would be a good arm yes. wrestler? Yes. Um, yeah, just because of the hairy big forearm. Maybe. Does the hair make a difference? Yes. Does. Wow. Well, it's intimidating. I, I don't know. It's, it's intimidating. 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 I mean, it's just, he's a funny guy. He's like laughing while these guys are putting everything they got in it. By the way, have you seen the clip with the guy, uh, Daniel Jeremiah? Was it awesome. Daniel Jeremiah, yes. I think, from the NFL? He basically just took the microphone and, it was and did awesome. the hit. Yeah. I love the guy. He's great. I know it's old. It's from the senior right. bowl. But we'll get out of here. Coach yeah. is coming up. Is he on right now? What's he's coming on? up in a minute. You guys want to say hi to him when he comes on? No. You don't want to exchange pleasantries? Ask him where my golf shoes. Ask him where Yurko's golf shoes. Maybe he lost the address over here. We only no. now we only have ten Size minutes. Size twelve. We manage the clock Size here. Twelve. I might not be able to waste time with that. I so. thought I had a pair of golf shoes coming from the guy. I mean, geez, what's he doesn't know what I a mailbox you said is? No, though. Then after it's after the first couple on. games, I thought you said Carmel no. That's because his performance had to be better. I'm not. I don't have a wager. How's that? There. He's getting. How'd you do this week? I did well. Yeah, la- I'm, th- this season is turning around after a rough start. This, the That's last right. few weeks have been very good. Hey, how did our guy do? Philly cheesecake. Uh, I have to double check. I'm not sure. Miami, how Miami, he bet they got beat, so Miami's you lost the Miami wager. Yes. Uh, the Eagles were one of my best bets, and in in the U, uh, they tried to choke it away, but they actually covered and won. Did on, they take uh, a knee? No, they didn't take a knee. Who were they time. playing? How those horses? Uh, Let me tell you something. By the way, they're showing Drake May up here. I tell you, so told Sylvie. I watched a lot of college football this week. Best quarterback I saw I, play I, the kid from Michigan, JJ McCarthy. JJ, JJ's now the local Heisman product, favorite. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former hockey they player. They haven't yeah. played anybody yet. He's from here too. Yeah, yeah. 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 JJ's from Lagrange yeah. yeah. Park. You know how Ryan Poles likes his local kids. Yes, indeed. And to now, well, went to Nas and then transferred during COVID. Went to IMG. You know, IMG Academy. You know, came who came and saw us was. Elvis the Poacher. No? Excuse me? Not Elvis yeah, the Poacher. Elvis Jack, the Poacher. Jack Sanborn's mom came by and nice. said hi. I met oh. her before at a charity outing. That's all. That's and, and she came, came by and said, and, hello, and said huh? hello to the pregame show. Nice. And wanted to meet Lance Briggs, too. Very you know, nice. the Jack grew up, sure. yeah, I grew up idolizing him. But I met her at a, at a, a charity outing, and I said to her that I was a big Jack fan. Hard not to be a Jack. Yeah, fan he's, well, a, he's a stud. Yeah, I love him. You gotta love the again, like you Yurko's had backfield. He had TFL yesterday. Yeah, and again, these these got these kids who come in who are undrafted. Yeah. Once they make it to the league, then it you don't you're here, and it's That's uh, right. To echo what Yurko said, I've seen a lot of guys who were drafted who had. Worse performances than of course. Yeah, so he's right. Coach is right. 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 See you right. right. guys have fun. Right. Coach, give me my golf shoes. Yurko wants his you golf stuff. Let's bring him in. He's Mr. October. Uh, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus, joins us on the Carax Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, coach, congratulations on the win, and Yurko would like his golf shoes. Okay, well, hey, it's uh, congrats. I congratulate him on getting his new golf shoes. I'll be sending them right away. Okay, very good, very good. Priority, um, right? Um, so, so w- w- yesterday uh, with Bajent, I know uh, it was a total team win. I I understand that the defense was great and and it took all eleven on offense. I want to ask you though about Tyson. When you got him into the building, and I know you managed to see him at the Senior Bowl, and you liked him a lot, and he was a priority free agent. 
But you uh, specifically, as a head coach, when did you know that he was more than just a, a good training camp story? That he had a le- legitimate shot to do something in the National Football League. Yeah, you kind of felt that, you know, probably week two of training camp, you could really feel him coming on and understanding the concepts of the offense and being able to operate, you know, and have poise, you know, and have his, you know, the demeanor he had and the command he had in the huddle. And you can kind of feel that in training camp. So that's really when we started noticing it. Usually rookies are just ignored by veterans, coach. This kid seems to have commanded the attention of his teammates. How would you describe how his teammates have responded to him in a short period of time? Uh, just, you know, you know, we're, you know, we spent a lot of time on relationships in the off season, you know, in the springtime and also during training camp. And uh, you get a feel for guys and uh, you can certainly feel he exudes confidence. He, you know, he exudes, you know, poise and he's a, he's a confident guy. He's not, not cocky and, and he wants to get better every single day. And he just comes to work and he's a true pro. And that's saying a lot for being a young guy. So you saw it up close on Sunday. I'm sure you've seen it on film by now as well. Your thoughts on how he played yesterday? Yeah, it was good. It was good. You know, he was he was you know really operating the offense. You know, he de- you know delivered the ball to the skill. You know, he had nine different targets, and you know it was it was good to see and uh, kept the chains moving. Did a nice job on third down. And, uh, you know, when we got in the scoring zone, did a really good job there as well. So, and most importantly, he protected the football. And that's that's uh, the one, number one key and the number one stat, you know, in, in football is, is to protect the football on offense and, you know, take it away on defense. Do you believe he will be capable going forward with whether it's just the Chargers game or it's more that he'll be able to push the ball downfield a little bit more? Yeah, you know, definitely do, uh, you know, uh, see that going forward for sure. And again, every every week's a different set of circumstances. You're playing a different scheme every week, a different set of defensive players that, that pose problems, you know, on the edge or in the secondary. And uh, again, we're going to work through that this week and uh, put our best foot forward going forward here. Coach, how was Luke's game plan different for for Tyson versus maybe how he would organize the game plan for Justin? Yeah, I just think it's uh, really not that big of a difference. You know, it's all within the scheme, you know, of our offense. But, uh, you know, I think you tailor make it, you know, make, you know, it's tailor made for the quarterback, you know. And uh, again, you saw some different things in there yesterday. And uh, again, it's just all part of our offense, but uh, just enhancing what, what the quarterback does well. We, uh, we saw a Bajan's dad walk by <laughs> our, uh, are, are set before uh, the the game at the pregame show. Uh, have you met uh, his dad as an arm wrestling champion? He's quite the personality. You know, I know he's got a great family, and uh, he comes from good people, that's for sure, and he's an outstanding young man, you know, and he's got really a heart of gold when you get to meet Tyson, and I know his family is just, uh, just uh, the same way. Uh, I want to ask you about before the half. Um, I, I thought it was a great game all around. I, I did not love, as a fan and someone who, who does the halftime show, what happened before the half. I thought it was very conservative, Coach, uh, going into the half, not using the timeouts and, and um, allowing the offense to move down the field. If you had a do-over, would you use those timeouts uh, right on that third down play and stop the clock and, and have more time to try and score there? On what on the third down play, what? We went, we went out of bounds? Uh, well, third, it was third and seven. He went out of bounds. It was, you had a chance uh, before the half. The clock ticked down from about 40-some seconds, and then the clock kept rolling till about 20-some seconds left. 
and then you guys got a new set of downs, and then you were forced then to use the Hail Mary before the half, and a lot of clock got chewed up there before the half. You guys played it conservatively. Yeah, so on, on that drive, you know, so what hurt us on the drive really was the penalty. So it was first and 10, right? We had 104, and then went to second and three, and that's when I called the timeout on that one and then we got a penalty that took us put us behind the sticks at, at second 13 from the minus 32 53 seconds you know so that's when we went to third down okay got the first down got a 15 yard completion which is great so we're back on track right there and then from there what we did was we did a good job of uh you know first down on the, at 19 seconds we had plenty of time right there and we ended up taking a sack on the second play so really the two negative plays is what hurt us we had plenty of time to get what we needed done there so um you know with that so the penalty and the sack is what hurt us on that drive so you you don't you don't regret not using a timeout sooner there yeah because what happens is you know second down to third down if you don't get that third down then all of a sudden you're punting the ball away and you're going to give the opponent the ball with time and timeouts but your your defense like and this is where like I just disagree your defense there which you're calling is doing so well you're one in five at this point you've allowed them only three points why not just take a chance and and call the timeout and if you do have to punt you have confidence in your defense yeah, I have you know utmost confidence in our defense, and that's the way we played the game right there, and that's it was a good decision on our part. Speaking of your defense, last three games, Coach, you guys are allowing just 280 yards and 15 points per game, and you've taken the ball away six times. Is this a direct result of being more aggressive? Uh, you know, I think it's the guys coming together. Uh, you know, the continuity of the defense, you know, having our whole secondary back, you know, and the guys, you know, being able to play together for, you know, this period of time. And, uh, you know, it's been, uh, you know, been a positive and the guys are really working hard at the basics and fundamentals of ball, you know, so, you know, meaning like, you know, working on your man coverage, working on your, your angles and zone coverage, working on your run defense, you know, so the guys are really paying attention to the detail and the coaches are really good, doing a good job of working that and drilling that during the week. Would you say, though, that you as a defensive play caller have been more aggressive than maybe you have been in the past with different defenses? Um, yeah, you know, I think what you want to do is you want to highlight the, the skill of your players. You know, so if a guy's good at blitzing, you need to blitz him more. And, you know, and if a guy's good at you know, man coverage, you need to put him in man coverage. And really just trying to you know, really enhance and, and really look at the skill of our, of our defense and where we are as a defense. And, uh, again, certainly we've been aggressive, and we're always going to be aggressive in our technique and certainly in our play calling. Jalen Johnson had himself a game. Uh, the trade deadline is a week from tomorrow. He obviously is a free agent. Is Jalen Johnson a cornerstone player for you guys going forward? You know, I really love where uh, Jalen is right now. He's done a really good job for us. Uh, you know, he's last two years he's been, you know, at every training camp practice, worked his tail off to improve his, his skill and his technique. You know, I think now he's, he's really seeing the fruits of that labor. You know, he's really worked himself in terms of being, you know, getting more takeaways uh, after practice, during practice. And, again, he's, he did a really good job yesterday. Would you recommend to Ryan lock him up and keep him long term? Like I said, you know, I'm not in. I'm not in there with that. But uh, I'm not going to talk about contracts and you know and all those things. But I do love Jalen Johnson. He's done a wonderful job for us. Um, he is our type of player, and uh, you know we certainly um, look forward to uh, you know finishing out this year and, and hopefully in the future you know get him to stay. White sleeves next time, coach. <laughs> Always hey, white sleeves and white gloves. Yeah, I, I agree. And coach, can we circle back to the offense real quick as well? Can you give us an update sure. on the status of Justin and where he's at? 
Yeah, so he's doubtful for this week. You know, there's really no change from last week. He's working with the trainers. You know, he continues to progress, but he's just not there right now this week. So we'll see where it goes. He's going to be week to week. Is there a concern that even when, like, he may be cleared that physically for a thumb on a throwing hand of a quarterback, it could be something that would irritate him or bother him for an extended period of time? I mean, yeah, like I said, it's going to be week to week. So we'll, we'll evaluate it week to week, and we'll see where it is. Coach, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, good luck against the Chargers. Yeah, thanks, okay. Coach. Thank you. All right. There you go. There's uh, Matt Eberflus. Um, it, really good game. He called a great yeah, defensive game. The Bears played probably their best game of the year from from start to finish. Uh, complimentary football, as they like to say. I didn't like, as I told him, um, he defended it. Uh, I I didn't like what they did. Again, it, it worked out in, in, in total. I do think when they play in a closer game, those things matter. Um, I, like, I, I don't know what you have to lose. Would you agree or disagree agree with my with, position? No, I agree with you. I, I, when I was watching the game, I wanted them to – you had your full complement of timeouts. I wanted them to be more aggressive with it. Now, again, he's right. The Larry Borum holding penalty threw a wrench into what they were trying to do. But I think even prior to that, you could have chosen. There was an opportunity. I charted the whole thing. Um, there was an opportunity for them to actually call a timeout with 46 seconds, I believe, was the time where you could have saved some of the clock. And and because you're one in five and because your quarterback was in rhythm and because, as you mentioned to the coach, his defense was playing so well, I wish they would have erred on the side of aggression at that point. So. I was definitely more in the camp that, look, you, you've got to put the, the pedal to the metal and see if you can get some points and, and just try to continue some of the momentum. 14-3 to three at that point. Yeah. Like, just keep rolling they if you can. Mo- and they were not yeah. moving the football. His defense was doing great. But Bajent wasn't making mistakes. Like I felt confident that they weren't going to make a boom-goes-the-dynamite mistake. Like uh, That's just where I was. Go for like. They ended up converting the third. They and then they had what? When they converted, how much time did they have left then? Uh, like twenty some seconds yes. after they converted the third. It, was 19 and, or 20 like, it wasn't a lot. And then then the sack then crushed them because they then they had very. If they had called the timeout earlier there, yeah. Then then you could have done more things. And again, in in retrospect. It doesn't really matter, but if you're in a 14 to three game and you're playing a better opponent yeah. going into the half, I think it's going to matter going forward with Justin uh, or or even with Bajent in another game with the Chargers team that should score more points. Um, that's something that I like again. I, I don't. I don't like to play it conservative. There, I just don't. I really don't understand what you have to lose. These are all learning moments for your young players too. So your quarterback, who's had a good bit of two minute drill offense, going back to the Vikings game the week before. But these are all opportunities to get your guy up to speed and evaluate him and see what he's capable of doing. Look, I can guarantee you, in the back of the coach's mind was. We kick off to start the second half. The last thing we want to do is make a mistake and give the Raiders an opportunity to score at the end of this half and then flip the momentum by doing something positive to start the second half. I would have suggested, if you had that thought, to get rid of it because your team had been dominant and really your quarterback had been playing very well at that point in mistake-free football. 
I just would have liked to have seen them be more aggressive. I want to see this team be more aggressive all the time. Yeah. Like, right, I don't, right. there's no reason for them to not be aggressive. Right. And maybe you punt and maybe you pin them back. And if they want to try and start throwing it with Brian yeah. Hoyer with like 35 seconds left, if you've stopped the clock, if you yeah. didn't pick that up, maybe you get a, a pick six there. Yeah. I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah no, I, I, I don't understand what, what, like, what, what, what are you worried about that could go wrong? I will say, yes, I agreed with you on their lack of aggression there. But for the most part, their backup running backs, Evans and and, and Foreman, were fantastic. Their line created space. They ran for 173 yards and 4.6 yards per clip. The quarterback, which I know we'll talk more about, was clean and efficient and effective and took care of the football, which shows you that he learned from his first experience against the Vikings where he was careless with it a couple of times. The defense continues to roll, and you can tell me all you want out there, people, that it was against the Washington Commanders and then the Vikings without Justin Jefferson, and then yesterday with Brian Hoyer and the Raiders, but this is the NFL. And as I said to the coach the last three weeks, this team has given up just 280 yards and 15 points per game, and they've taken the ball away six times. Like, we give Justin credit when he performs really well against bad defenses, I'm going to give them credit to play for playing really good defense against bad offense. Yes, yes, you should. Credit where credit uh, is due. Of course. And there's a lot of teams like the yes. Raiders in the NFL. Absolutely. Perform against them. Uh, 312-332-3776. What did you make of yesterday's game? This is our first victory Monday in 13 months. Are we tasting the biscuit today? We're going to taste the biscuit. Um, you're going to hear some of the highlights uh, from this game. And, of course, the big talking point is Tyson Bajan. I'm very passionate about this and about the way at least I feel about Tyson Bajan. I've heard from a lot of people on social media, on other shows, telling you on how a lot of people like to boss you around on how you should feel about Tyson Bajan. I'm pretty passionate about this on how you should feel after one week of Tyson Bajan. I will give you my thoughts on that. We'll take all your phone calls, 312-332-3776. After the Eberflus, we are now gas-free the rest of the way. We have uh, extended time to talk, so we will take all your calls coming up next. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Bajan stepping up against the pressure, avoiding Crosby. Rolling to his right, a pump, and he runs 20, 15. Steps out of bounds, unharmed. And Tyson Bajan urging the crowd to bring it on. I love this kid's confidence. High snap on third and five. Bajan looking, now throwing open over the middle. Tyler Scott up in the air. Makes the grab of the 39-yard line. First down, Bears. Snap, play fake. Bajan rolling to his right. Open man. It is Mercedes Lewis inside the five-yard line. The big guy rumbling towards the end zone. Almost got there. Back to throw. Bajan under pressure. Here comes Crosby chasing him. Bajan running. And he runs for the first down. Gets across the 40-yard line. And boy, he had a feel the pursuit of Mac Crosby. Third down and five. 45-yard line. Bajan coming to the near side. Throws caught. DJ Moore up the sideline. Into Raider territory, down near the 42-yard line. Picks up 13, snap back Bajan. Time, going to zip it right, caught, 
Dave Foreman inside the two, breaks a tackle and plows in to the paint. Touchdown, touchdown Bears. His third touchdown and the Bears up 17 on the visiting Raiders. It was a good day yesterday in the lakefront. Uh, Fans were happy. It was a beautiful weather day. I hope Jeff slept well after a big Bears victory at home for the first time since last September. I don't know if Joniak ever sleeps well. Joniak and Thayer on the call right here and you're home for the Bears. It is a victory Monday, our first in 13 months. Uh, we had a, uh, a victory Friday. That was after the uh, Washington win, but not a victory Monday. It's the first time uh, the Bears have won at home. Uh, for the first time uh, since that September game against the Houston Texans. And uh, the story is Tyson Bajan, who went 21 of 29, 162 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. He managed the game. A lot of people are saying game manager. Like what I've always thought of him and, and, and what I've seen in training camp is point guard is utilize your weapons, get the ball out, go through your reads, use your playmakers. He went to eight different guys, and and, and he ran the offense. He ran it, and then he ran the football for 24 yards. There was one first down he picked up. He got the crowd into the game. Um, So I, I just thought he did his job to perfection. You know, if you want to go and you want to have the conversation about what he is in the long term, that's fine. Um, I I feel like so often in this hot take world, everyone's got to go from A to Z. And everyone's got to say, go to your corners and I'm a Justin guy or I'm a Bajant guy. And instead of Bears fans, we start picking players that we like more than others. I don't understand how, if you're a Bears fan, you can't be happy with a kid who made the roster after playing Division Two and was undrafted, and in his very first game as a starter stepped on the field and showed that he had no fear and that he showed that he was in complete command. How don't you love that as a Bears fan? I have watched as a Bears fan and as a Bears reporter so many guys who were paid a lot of money, like Rick Meyer that they acquired via trade, who was a former first-round draft pick. I watched a guy like Cade McNown, who was a first-round draft pick, not take a Bears offense past the 50-yard line against the San Francisco 49ers. I've watched a guy like Jonathan Quinn, who the Bears paid a lot of money to be their backup quarterback who shriveled when he it was time for him to to play and and he couldn't play at all and none of these guys could get the job done and here was a guy who everyone passed on in the draft and just what in game 7 he came in and he ran the offense to perfection and if you think that that is an indictment on Justin and you're a Fields fan, that's on you. I Like, I don't understand how this is. It, it, like, it, That's a different story. This should be a day that I think everyone should just stand up and applaud the kid. Absolutely. I mean, the entire team as well. Like, look, we have talked about learning how to win games. You win games by doing things well. The one issue they had was penalties. You can't commit nine penalties for 110 yards. You've got to clean that up. Other than that, 
Look, the kid did exactly what they asked him to do. They didn't ask him to push the ball downfield, play in and play out. Eight different receivers caught passes. He completed 72% of his passes. He looked more like a veteran than Bobby Hoyer did. Not Bobby Hoyer, Brian Hoyer. Uh, They were 8 of 13 on third downs. They ultimately, because they ran the football tremendously well for 173 yards on a 4.6 yards per clip, they held the ball for 34, 34 minutes in that game. Like, the offense was clicking procedurally. There was no pat panic. There were no, you know, huge mistakes. There were no boom goes the dynamite mistakes for sure. And I think one of the things that you look at is week to week, especially with rookies. What did we see from him against the Vikings? We saw him do some nice stuff. We saw an up and down performance, but we saw him not take care of the football. We saw him throw an interception. He turned the ball over twice, which helped get them beat the week before. Zero turnovers. He took care of the football. That's job one for all quarterbacks, regardless of how high your ceiling is or how low your floor is. Take care of the football. It's a good sign that in one week you saw progress on that front, and it led to them being victorious. A lot of things happened. Getting in and out of the huddle. Uh, it just was all – it was clean. There was no confusion. It was, uh, it was an excellent performance. They didn't really, as I said, ask him to push the ball downfield. Maybe that's this week against yeah, the Chargers. Right. We'll find out. Well, they didn't need to either. Right. Like, and he made some – like what I loved from him too was he every time he scrambled, he scrambled to throw the football. Yeah. He kept his eyes up. Yep. He looked downfield. He looked to make the throw. He moves in the pocket to find a running la- or a throwing lane. Like sometimes – your movement in the pocket isn't just to buy time. It's to actually find a little sliver of space for you to deliver the football. Some guys are really good at it. Some guys are not as good at it. But you can tell, again, this comes with the number of snaps that he's played, that he knows how to to shift left or shift right or climb the pocket or get to the edge. He's a smart quarterback. He really is. Like, I think we've all said that, the lights weren't going to be too bright. The stage wasn't going to be too big. It was just a matter of whether or not, when push comes to shove, he can take that step up in class. And and that question's going to be asked for the remainder of the season, as long as he plays. So far, so good. Right. Like, you remember Yurko was talking, and, and like there are times when I disagree with what Yurk says, and then there are other times when I'm like saying, ah, man. Yurko was saying, like, it doesn't matter where you come from. Once you're in the league, you're in the league. Like, for instance, Tony Romo. Tony Romo played at Eastern Illinois for a 1AA school and had a brilliant career. Same thing with Garoppolo's. Had a really good career. Was undrafted as well. Or no, no. no Garoppolo was here. drafted. Romo was the undrafted yeah. one. But again, played for a 1AA school. Brock Purdy we've talked about. We, we've gone through all these different guys uh, and everything. Who has carried themselves better as a player? Like, and this is a very small sample size. You saw the way the kid carried himself. You saw the way the the players respected him before the game and after the game when they handed him a game ball. And and the the way he carried himself at the podium. He he was the guy that basically spoke to the team before they came out of the huddle to start the game. So, Zach Wilson, who was the second overall pick a few years ago, and the way he has carried himself as the Jets starter... Or, or or this kid. I'm you know I'll what take, I'm saying? I'll take this kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that that was the second overall pick in the draft. I'm not telling you that this kid is going to be a starter in the league for multiple years. I'm not going to the A to Z what I just started the segment with. I'm just telling you 
I have seen guys who have been drafted high, who have been paid big money, that when they step up on that field, they shrivel. Their nutsack goes like this. And this kid, I don't know what he's going to be or how long he's going to be here for. But I did know one thing. That moment was not too big for him. I didn't check his nutsack, but I agree yeah. with your, 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 your statement Thanks. that... Like I said, stage isn't too big. The lights aren't too bright. Yeah. Like you're not. He he's not going to be overwhelmed, and he is going to. He knows what he's seeing. Again, then it all becomes execution. There's no confusion for him. He he knows what he's looking at. It's a matter then of making plays. All right, I got a trivia question for you guys going into this break. I want you guys to take this break to think about it, and then we'll get to your calls. Tyler, I want you to play in this too. Well, I don't think about this. I just gave you the Bajan stats. You don't get stats. to play, though, Jake. You're out. Jake usually doesn't know this sort of stuff. He's following the Cowboys. <laughs> so I gave you the Bajan stats, right? 21 of 29, 162 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. So we know that's player A. This is player B. Player B. You tell me who this is and when it was. 12 of 20, 111 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions in a 20 to 9 win. Okay, you can write it down. 12 of 20, 111 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions in a 20 to 9 win. He also carried the ball three times. For four yards. Compared to Bajant, who is 21 of 29 for 162, one touchdown, zero interceptions, and 24 yards rushing. Think about that. I'll give you the results next. Businesses are successful when they control their bottom line, and that's why more businesses across northern Illinois are partnering with ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to save on energy costs. Learn more at ComEd.com slash poweringbiz. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. All right, so uh, I want first guess. Do you want it? You got it. So I gave you the trivia question before the break. Justin Fields, it was player A versus player B, but I did tell you who player A was. Did, I just did you give, just give it yeah, away? Yeah, I did. Uh, Tyson Bagent uh, was 21 of 29 for 162 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions uh, in his game against the Raiders. Three carries, 24 yards. Player B was 12 of 20 for 111 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions in a 20 to 9 win with three carries for 4 yards. Who was player B? I'm going to be 100% honest yeah, with you who despite was your hearing. I wrote down Brock Purdy. You brought Brock Purdy. That's who I wrote down. And, and what his first start is that what you thought I that's, was going for? That's what I thought you were going and for. And what did you and what did you think? I put Dak Prescott in his first start. And Br- Dak Prescott in his first start. So what I did was for symmetry's sake, I remember being at the Raiders game against the Bears. 
And remember, that was a very conservative Justin Fields game plan. Because mm-hmm. what I saw on social media was, I saw a lot of people, friends of mine on Facebook, who were who are feel like again going into your corners. Who are a lot of people say, oh, oh, Bears fans don't know what they're watching. Bears fans think that uh, Bajan's the answer. Uh, he didn't push the ball down the field. Uh, he did all he did was manage the game. You know, Justin's the guy, like, again, like, let's take it one step at a time. But two years ago, I sat in Vegas, and I wanted Justin Fields to play over Andy Dalton. I did not like the way they were developing Justin Fields. I did not like the way they weren't giving him reps. And I'm like, play Justin. It was a disaster, remember, in his first start against Cleveland. So his first start was a disaster. And then I believe his second start was against Detroit. And his third start was that game against the Raiders. And if you remember, he didn't do much. He made one throw over the middle towards the end of the game. And I believe it was to Mooney. And we got very excited over that throw. And you kind of said to us, the end of that game, as the Bears won that game, 20 to 9. You're like, you know, he didn't do much. Yes, that was a nice throw, but most quarterbacks make that throw. Mitch makes that throw. Was I drunk at the time? Because I was drinking those 24 ounce beers. Yeah, we were all pretty buzzed. And, and, And the point of this is to say everyone's gotta start somewhere. So whether you're a Justin supporter and you're trying to tear apart what Bajan did, Let's not forget against this same Raiders team, in a Bears win, Justin Fields went 12 of 20 for 111 yards, 111, one touchdown, no interceptions, and he rushed for four yards. In a Bears win, 20 to 9, and it was the start, and we had hoped, okay, it's a start, and they're starting to now play new strengths. And let's see if we can build this thing up. So let, before we start wagging a finger on what Bajent can't do and about what he's not, let's, you know, and, and then I did break down what Purdy did in his first start and, and all this other stuff like Tom Brady in his first start. And I'm not telling you that Bajent's going to be Brady, but every quarterback really in their first start start off as a game manager Brady was 13 of 23 for 168, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I think statistically, they showed this on the television copy, I believe, yesterday, that what his statistical, you know, completing 72% of his passes for a touchdown, no interception, everything concluded, like, there aren't a lot of comps to being a rookie with your first start that look like that. That's all I'm saying is, like, before we... Rip or before we uh, like try to tear down what he wasn't yesterday, let's let's give him a hand and say that was pretty damn good. Of course, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and and look, it, it will play itself out. He's going to get another chance this week in, in in Los Angeles against the Chargers defense that gives up about 400 yards and 26 points per game. So there may be some opportunities to push the ball downfield. Um, Look, I don't know why anyone would retreat to their corner right now and put their dukes up. Yeah. 
I, I just I mean, when, when 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 Justin's ready to play, he's going to be their starter. Yeah, I, I I find it funny that a lot, and it's not all of them. And I'm a Fields fan. I'm not a Fields fanatic. And I guess fan is short for fanatic. I'm not a Fields fanboy. And there are their share of Fields fanboys. I wish Fields fanboys would be as what's the word? I don't know if critical's the right word. Would analyze him as as much as they analyze Caleb Williams. Tyson Bagent and others. They love to peer in other people's windows and tell people what they're not. And then they don't ever look in the mirror and say, Oh, I I don't I don't look great. They, they think everything's fine here and they always want to rip everybody else. Nothing's ever his fault. Getsy sucks, the line sucks. The coach sucks, but Caleb Williams, do you see Caleb Williams? Another bad game, Waddle. No touchdowns this weekend. Don't draft Caleb Williams. He sucks. You see Bajan? Bajan had a conservative game plan. He didn't really do much, you know, but, but God forbid you ever point out that Fields doesn't process, that Fields doesn't hit his multiple receivers like others do. They only want to peer inside other people's windows. They never want to analyze their guy like they analyze others. And I just find that funny. Use the same microscope for everybody. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's all I ask. What's fair is fair. Stop looking in my windows. Yes. Stop peering in people's windows. Stop looking in my windows if that's what you're doing. Uh, Joseph, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joey? Joseph. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Hey, first time caller. Love you guys. Still be strong. Thank Love you. you Waddle. Appreciate Crack you. Me up so much. Listen, Bajan showed us something that we haven't seen in a long time, which is just command of the game, right? Everything that you're saying, Sylvie, is completely on point. I mean, he hit eight people. He controlled the game. He commanded the game. Total confidence. On and off the field, the guy is a very, very pleasant person to interview, be around. But when he's focused, man, it's a completely different Bears look. It's a completely different look than what Fields has produced. Look, they play the position differently as well. I mean, so, I mean, there's going to be a contrast. Um, when, when you watch him, when you watch Bajan play, um, probably at the moment, again, before watching him do more, it's hard to really describe who he's going to be because you, you've got a limited sample size. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where his ceiling is. I don't have no any clue. idea where his ceiling is. And I wouldn't want to put his, an artificial ceiling on him. What I'm confident in is, is that he trusts and know what he sees. And he's, he plays the position in a manner in which it's supposed to be played. Um, Ultimately, what he what he ends up being is still to be determined. But you have to look. 
You have to like what you saw yesterday. Again, you saw a guy that had command of the situation. He was very accurate. He did complete 72% of his passes. They didn't ask him to push the ball down the field a ton. He threw the, He worked all areas of the field. There were several slant routes that were thrown, so you weren't just working the sidelines. Um, he was judicious when he decided to get out of the pocket. Like oh, There was a lot of it that was good. Was it explosive? No. But he wasn't asked to be explosive. I'm not over the moon by what I saw. I'm impressed. I don't think you can come to any any long-term conclusion about any quarterback no, after a short period of time. No, no, no. And no one but, is. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, let's not. It could have been worse. Yeah, oh, my goodness. It, uh, I've seen, you won a home I, I, game for the first time since September of last yeah. year, and the quarterback played a, a huge role right, in it. Right, right. 